Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. This message is proclaimed daily on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. You can listen to insightful interviews, current events from a biblical perspective, and prophecy that helps you make sense of the world around you as a podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Watchman on the Wall on your favorite podcast platform. Watchman on the Wall daily podcast is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, and TuneIn. Watchman on the Wall daily podcast, another way to reach the world and proclaim that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of hearing nothing but COVID-19 every day, all day, for the last year and more. We've had major disease epidemics in the past, but none has ever had the level of attention of the coronavirus. One thing is certain. Where there is smoke, there is at least something causing it. And it appears that there's a lot of smoke, but seeing through it has become increasingly difficult. As I see it, it all comes down to this question. Whom can you believe? The government is pushing vaccines at a level far exceeding the shifty guy over there in the shadows in the back alley trying to get a youngster to buy drugs. According to some reliable reports, the COVID-19 recovery rate is well over 99%. Now, granted, with it being spread across the world's population of over 7,830,000,000 people, the small part of 1% who do not recover still represents a lot of people. One quarter of 1% would be about 20 million Did you notice that percentage? One quarter of one percent. That's the approximate number of people who do not recover. The only thing that qualifies this as a pandemic is that there are people around the world who have contracted it, not because it's causing vast numbers of deaths. According to the World Health Organization, who? As of the writing of this article in April, the number of fatalities worldwide from COVID-19 is just under two and one-half million. That is far less than one quarter of one percent. Each of them does represent a terrible loss to a family and friends, but two and one-half million deaths is still an incredibly small percentage of the world's population. For perspective, 2.9 million people died in traffic accidents last year. 1,076,000 died because they smoke. 1.8 million died of cancer, and 9.2 million died from abortion. That is the number one cause of death worldwide. 
For those of you who don't handle large numbers well, the COVID dead represent approximately one person per 3,000. Now, we will concede that there may be some countries with poor reporting. There may be also some countries with very low numbers of cases. Now, from those numbers in the United States, we potentially remove those many thousands who were killed by several state governors who knowingly placed seriously ill COVID-infected people among the populations of nursing homes causing COVID to infect and kill older people already in poor health. Since hospitals and other healthcare facilities are receiving large stipends for handling each COVID patient, there may have been deaths blamed on COVID that had absolutely nothing to do with the virus. There may have been many reports, not on your evening news, of an automobile accident victim resulting in death. That person may have had COVID in his system, but the accident was the real cause of death. The same would be true of a person dying of a heart attack or cancer. The total of deaths has been dishonestly inflated heavily to include many people who did not die as a direct result of COVID. There's an old adage, you've heard it, follow the money flow. When there is an incentive to inflate the numbers, expect inflation. Let's add another reason to inflate the numbers, fear. With the drums beating incessantly, sooner or later, one will pay attention. Anyone with a moderate understanding of Scripture knows there is a scenario that will play out as we approach the end of the age of grace and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ in an event that we call the rapture of the believer. Satan knows all about it, too. We would be worse than foolish to think he didn't. He knows that his time of control on planet Earth is running out. Revelation chapter 12 is a complex chapter detailing some of the events that are yet to take place between the rapture and Christ's glorious return to set up the millennial kingdom. Verse 12 in that chapter says, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe! to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Short time. Human life is of no value to Satan. Oh, there is value as long as he can get someone to do his bidding. But once the person has outlived his usefulness, Satan tosses him like a worn-out shoe. Is it overly simplistic to say that the COVID event is something that is being well used by Satan? No, it is not. It has been a marvelous tool to move people a giant step closer to the future time when a mark will be required in the hand or forehead of one who wants to buy or sell. The current restrictions are not what the Bible foretells but it is a virtual warm-up event 
And we have willingly said, please take my constitutionally guaranteed freedoms from me. Restrict my movements. Take away my ability to travel and see my family and friends. We've allowed ourselves to become virtual prisoners locked in our homes. How many times have you walked into a store and been reminded to put on your mask? It's just a matter of a short time ahead before we will not be able to board an airplane without a certification proving we have had the vaccine. After that, it will trickle down to include entering stores and restaurants. You're hearing about it on the news. It's already being seriously talked about. We will become virtual prisoners in our homes, not allowed out without proof of a vaccination. Even now, how often have you noticed people driving their car alone with the windows up and a mask on? Why in the world? We've had a full year of conditioning to accept the new normal yet to be required that will come during the still future tribulation, and most of us have passed the test. Now, let's take some time to look at hard and fast facts about COVID-19 from a website, bestlifeonline.com, I found messenger RNA, otherwise known as mRNA, is the only active ingredient in the Pfizer vaccine. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, once injected, this molecule will help human cells create a spike protein, which is what is found on the surface of the virus that causes COVID. This, in turn, forces an immune system response that creates antibodies in order to attack this added protein without ever having to risk the serious consequences of getting sick with COVID-19. In other words, this will allow our bodies to learn how to fight against a potential future coronavirus infection. We must stop making the mistake of calling this a vaccine. It is not. This is from a web article by Leo Homan, published March 12, 2021, where he quotes Dr. David Martin, quote, This is an mRNA packaged in a fat envelope delivered to a cell. This is a medical device designed to stimulate the human cell into becoming a pathogen creator. It is not a vaccine. Vaccines are actually a legally defined term, and they're a legally defined term under public health law. They're a legally defined term under CDC and FDA standards, and a vaccine specifically has to both stimulate an immunity within the person receiving it and also disrupt transmission. And that's not what this is. They have been abundantly clear in saying that the mRNA strand going into the cell is not a stop transmission, it is a treatment. But if it was discussed as a treatment, it would not get the sympathetic ear of the public health authorities because then people would ask what other treatments are there. 
If you stipulate that it's a vaccine, you've already lost the battle. It is not a vaccine. 80% of the people who get the virus are asymptomatic, meaning they have no symptoms at all. 80% of the people who get this injection have a clinical adverse event. You are getting injected with a chemical substance to induce illness, not to induce an immunotransmissive response. All right, let's make that simple. In other words, nothing about this is going to stop you from transmitting anything. End of quote. Well, now, curiosity took me to the state of Washington Department of Health website where I found this. Several COVID-19 vaccines are authorized for emergency use by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. These vaccines were shown to be safe and effective in clinical trials. They were developed, tested, and authorized using the same rigorous processes used for other successful vaccines. These vaccines also passed independent review by medical experts in the Scientific Safety Review Work Group. COVID-19 vaccination is one of the most important tools to end the COVID-19 pandemic, they say. Several vaccines are authorized for emergency use by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and these vaccines are currently being distributed in Washington state. The vaccine is being rolled out in phases, starting with those most at risk for COVID-19 infection. Eventually, there will be enough vaccine for everyone in Washington who wants it. It's more important than ever to continue wearing masks, staying six feet or two meters apart, and avoid gatherings with people you don't live with. End of the article. All right, question one. If one is vaccinated and presumably safe from harm from the virus, why do you still need a mask? And question two, this vaccine was rolled out in record time. How could there have been any amount of proper and safe, effective clinical trials? All right, now let's go to politifact.com, April 15th, 2020. It tells us, relative to Dr. Anthony Fauci's edicts, quote, If everyone can be healed with the malaria drug and a Z-Pak, there would be no need for the vaccine. If we could use drugs already on the market that helps heal 98% of the coronavirus patients. End of the quote. Here's another question. Since the previous statement refers to hydroxychloroquine, a drug that's been around for decades and has proven to aid in quick COVID recoveries, why has Fauci been so hesitant to put his seal of approval on a method of treatment that has shown to drastically improve hundreds of people's symptoms? Could this be another case of follow the money flow? Old drugs, long past patent restrictions are low cost and make no financial gains for Big Pharma. As a member of the White House's Coronavirus Task Force, 
Fauci has tempered expectations for the use of hydrochloroquine or hexachloroquine to treat COVID-19 patients. The drugs which are used to treat conditions like malaria and lupus seem to be very useful in combating COVID-19 as well. Okay, hold on to your hats. What ingredients are in the vaccines? You may see some rumors and untrue ingredients listed online or in social media. These are generally myths. Remember how many websites and blogs have been taken down that seek to tell the truth about COVID and the false accounts and fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Facebook and other outlets have removed countless items that don't fit the approved narrative. The ingredients in the COVID-19 applications are pretty typical for vaccines. They contain the active ingredient of mRNA or modified adrenovirus along with other ingredients like fat, salts, sugars that protect the active ingredient that help it work better in the body and protect the vaccine during storage and transport. From the Moderna website, updated December 20th, 2020, is their question and answer. Their question is, what's in the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine? Well, that's our question, too. The Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is an unapproved vaccine that may prevent COVID-19. There is, catch this, there is no FDA-approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. The FDA has authorized the emergency use of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine to prevent COVID-19 in individuals 18 years of age and older under the emergency use authorization. What if I decide not to get the Moderna covid 19 vaccine. The Moderna website says it's your choice to receive or not receive the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Should you decide not to receive it, it will not change your standard medical care. Now, it'll be interesting to see how long they stand by that last statement. Now, here we go. The Moderna COVID-19 vaccine includes the following ingredients mRNA, nucleoside-modified mRNA, encoding the viral spike glycoprotein of SARS-CoV-2 lipids, polyethylene glycol, 2000 dimestroyl glycerol, DMG, uh, polyethylene glycol, that's antifreeze, folks, 1,2-Dysteroyl-SN-Glycerol-3-Phosphochloine, Cholesterol-SM-102, that's proprietary to Moderna, who knows what it is, Salts-Thromethamine-Thromethamine-Hydrochloride-Acetic Acid-Sodium Acetate-Other Chemicals Unnamed and Sucrose. That's quite a list. What are they? Somebody knows. <laughs> you or I certainly don't know what they are and aren't probably expected to 
or wanted to. So now what goes into your vaccine? LearnTheRisk.org is a website that listed many of the common vaccines we have had available to us over the last 10 years, many of which have ingredients better left out. This is not a list of ingredients in the COVID vaccines, but some of them are. None of them should be. When a vaccine is administered, the needle deposits the liquid into the middle of muscle tissue, typically in your arm, which is a natural slow-release reservoir. As it's released, it stimulates the production of antibodies for a longer time. If the ingredients had been ingested with food, for example, by mouth, most of them would have been flushed from the body. Mercury and aluminum are assimilated in and stay in the brain. Keep that in mind that an injection is a far more potent thing to use than something you eat through your mouth. Injections bypass the body's natural means of detoxification or rejection. Poisonous ingredients, therefore, will stay in your body and reach the vital organs through the bloodstream, where they can cause acute or chronic inflammation, leading to a variety of health issues that have become more common in recent years and can lead to sudden death. The current COVID-19 vaccines contain some of these life-threatening ingredients. Mercury thimerosal, one of the most toxic substances known. In a simple case of a thermometer breaking, a building where protocols are properly followed would be cleared and hazmat called. The list of problems. Tiny doses cause brain damage gut, liver, bone marrow, nervous system, and or kidney damage. It's linked to autoimmune disorders and neurological disorders like autism. Aluminum, linked to Alzheimer's disease, dementia, because it causes brain damage in all doses. E. coli, a bacterium found in the intestines of humans. It can cause severe food poisoning in older folks and children. GMOs, genetically modified organisms, human and animal proteins and DNA that come from aborted babies, pig blood, rabbit brains, dog and monkey kidneys, cow hearts, chick embryos, calf serum, sheep blood. It's linked to childhood leukemia and diabetes. Polysorbate 20 and polysorbate 80 are known to cause cancer in animals and it's known to cause autoimmune diseases and infertility. Latex rubber? That causes life-threatening allergic reactions. Why would you put that in a vaccine? Animal parts, unspecified. Pig blood. Now, surely it's got to be processed, so it won't be offensive to Orthodox Jews, right? Don't hold your breath. Sorbitol, a sugar alcohol. Gentamicin sulfage and polymoxin B, their antibiotics, 
that cause allergic reactions from mild to life-threatening. Beta-propiolactone. It causes cancer. It's considered to be poison to the liver, the nervous system, skin, and sensory organs. Genetically modified yeast. This causes genetic mutations in a recipient's DNA. Guteralahyde. This is poisonous when ingested. It causes birth defects in animals. The list reads on. Formaldehyde causes cancer in humans. It's a reproductive system poison banned from injectables in most European countries. GM soy, peanut and soybean oil, which is linked to nut and soy allergies. MSG, monosodium glutamate, it's a toxic chemical linked to birth defects, developmental delays, and infertility. It's banned in Europe. Barium, it's a soft, silvery, alkaline metal. Neomycin sulfate, that's an antibiotic that interferes with vitamin B6 absorption and leads to epilepsy and brain damage. Allergic reactions can range from mild to life-threatening. Phenolphenoxethanol, 2PE, is antifreeze, toxic to all cells and capable of destroying the immune system. Triambutylphosphate, considered toxic to the kidneys and nervous system. And finally, rounding out the list are the unexplainables, with no definitions other than what is obvious. Spermicide, insect cells, aborted fetal cells, and detergent? Virtually all of the things on this list are toxic. We cannot leave a discussion of all of this without bringing attention to two ultra-rich folks who have been major faces in the development and distribution of vaccines throughout the world. Some of the areas where they have been administered have seen incredible increases in infertility in childbearing age women and death. These same two have been recently reported as having bought up huge amounts of farmland to become the largest holders of acreage in the United States. That just might have an adverse effect on food production in the future. We cannot ignore the fact that they have been quoted as wishing to see the world's population decreased from its currently nearly 8 billion humans to closer to 500 million living humans because they believe the earth cannot sustain so many people. That goal would require that 15 out of every 16 persons alive today 15, did you get that? 15 of every 16 persons alive today need to die without being replaced by normal birth. Often thought of as great humanitarians, Bill and Linda Gates could be among the most wicked people alive on the planet today. So what is the bottom line of all of this? There is a need for all men to be saved, to come to a saving knowledge of Christ before it is eternally too late. Ephesians chapter 2 is an incredible passage loaded with truth pearls. 
Here are verses 8 through 18. Stay with me for a moment here. Think about these familiar verses and let them absorb. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace." and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached to you which were afar off, and to them which were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Did you notice the phrase, having no hope, and without God in the world? It is hard to imagine a worse situation, but there is one being without God through all eternity. Our only time to make a decision to change that condition is while we are still alive in this world. Unless we are fortunate enough to be in the generation that will not see death, but go to heaven in the rapture, we will all die. Only those who have trusted Jesus as Savior will go to heaven. Hell is the only alternative. If you realize you are without hope at this time in your life, please contact us. We would be thrilled to tell you how you can know for sure that when Jesus died on the cross, he died in your place and offers the forgiveness you need to have eternal life. COVID is not the end, and it's not hopeless. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.